Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy Chip Tiernan. What it do? I am gassed and it's only Tuesday. Yep. I don't know why, but this week is long as hell. Uh, Sports-wise, since we last recorded, Reese Hoskins, rip. See you uh, later. Joel Embiid didn't play against the Nuggets. Now the national media turned on him again. Rip. Yeah. Um, the Flyers. Dave Scott retired, which I guess is good news. But still, they're a dumpster fire, so rip. Rip, yeah. And, yeah, that's, that's all I got. Uh, yeah, that's it. No Eagles news. We like to thank you for listening to Philly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, still, no, uh, still looking Eagles forward. signed Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds, yes. Uh, yeah, a couple, couple low, uh, you know, under the radar moves. One of them obviously being Terrell Edmonds. Um, I think that was the only move that they made since we last spoke, unless I'm forgetting somebody, I most likely am, but if not, if I am, just, you know, tell me. Um, but yeah, uh, Terrell Edmonds, you know, decent player. He was a f- former first-round pick, um, obviously brother of Tremaine Edmonds, who got a, who got paid by the by the Chicago Bears. Um, yeah, one-year deal, you know, we need we need safety depth. Um, you know, he could start if, if we need him to, and um, I don't know if, if Hallie Roseman sees him as the starter. If he does, then you know, it'll be him and, and Blankenship most likely back there. If not, then we got some good depth now. Look, I think that it's I think it's a really good signing, especially for the value. I think it's only six hundred thousand guaranteed. Yeah. Which I mean, it's a steal when you look at it money wise. I think that there's gonna be I don't know if there's gonna be any more moves, but I think that the only thing that we should really look for now is a potential third wide receiver to join the room. Yeah. Uh, other than the draft, obviously. But yeah. I don't see them going after a wide receiver early in the draft this year. So I, I think they're going to try to sign someone cheap. Um, Eagles in the past have, have signed guys late and, you know, they've, they've made an impact. I mean, last year, James Bradbury was cut by the Giants and they, they brought him in. Um, so, I you know, the Eagles probably aren't done because I know, again, they like to they like to wait and see how things develop. And if they like a guy, they'll go out and get him. So. Well, we're going to see how this plays out. I don't really think there's much Eagles news to go off this year, or this year, this podcast. Probably. Like I said, my brain is fried right now, and it's only Tuesday. Yeah. We have a fantasy baseball draft after this, and I'm 100% certain I have no idea what's going on. So I look forward to seeing how bad my team is in the morning. We'll see. Moving on, the Phillies. Reese Hoskins <sighs> tore his ACL, unfortunately. Yeah, it's uh That's a man. tough look, man. I, I think that the team is going to miss his bat more than they realize. I don't think it's something that they can't move forward from. But for Reese, most of all, it's a contract year. That is horrible. Yeah, you know, all the way around, um, it's just a uh, really unfortunate situation that we we now find ourselves in. Um, like you said, 
you know, in terms of the bat, obviously it's a big bat that you lost in the lineup. But the voice in the locker room is also just going to be missed dearly as well. Um, you know, he's he's one of the leaders of that team, no question about it. And, you know, for him as a person, like you said, it's a contract year for him. And he was looking to go out there and, and try to, you know, make some money. Um, you know, so obviously he can't do that now. And, uh, you know, we'll see what the future holds for him. But just a really unfortunate injury for him, for the Phillies. Um, and, uh, it's a shame and I, you know, I, I, uh, wish him a speedy recovery. Looking forward, we're going to discuss what they're most likely going to do replacement wise, uh, how the lineups could look a little bit different this year. Uh, just knowing that that bat is missing. I, I don't think it's move worthy. I don't think you should give up a bunch of stuff to go trade for somebody, but that's right now. Obviously the season hasn't even started yet. We're, Days away from opening day, though. Yeah. I love opening day. I can't wait. Yeah, man. Baseball. It's back. Baseball. I love baseball. But see, now it's another time of year where I have to cancel all my other subscriptions and get MLB TV because I just sit there and watch random baseball games all day. And yeah, it's fun. Actually, yeah, I, I really regret not getting MLB TV because I know so much more about what's happening than I did in the past instead of just going on MLB.com and reading. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you learn uh, of guys that you wouldn't necessarily have known. Um, <clears throat> you know, you learn, I mean, it's just, you know, if you're a baseball goon, you know, like we are, it's just it helps with like learning guys on each team and you know, guys that are coming up and guys that could eventually develop into good players. It's just, you know, it's fun. I believe they call avid baseball fans seam heads. Sure. I'll throw them in that category. Yep. Yep. I've always loved baseball, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how the pitch clock works this year. I hope that there isn't too much controversy, especially with – I saw a couple of things where quick pitches were called balks. Because the pitcher, I saw something today where a pitcher didn't make eye contact with the batter, so they called it a balk. But I didn't quite understand what was going on. So that's going to be a learning experience for me. For We're everyone. probably going to learn what a balk is, too. Uh, Yeah, we'll probably get, the balks will definitely get called more, so. I mean, a clear balk is easy. The little tiny ones are the ones where I'm curious to see how they're going to call it, especially for a lefty throwing a pickoff, uh, throwing a pickoff throw to first base. So many lefties go well past the degree. So we're going to see how that works out. I, Anywho, think, I just think it depends on the ump. You know, you got you got some umps like, uh, you know, the one that threw out JT yesterday for doing literally nothing, but oh, let's talk about that. That was funny. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I it was stupid. Uh, JT won the ball, and then he thought the umpire was going to throw it back to him himself, and he put his glove down, and <laughs> he tried to put the ball in his glove, and it wasn't there, and he threw him out. <laughs> so, if you I haven't seen it, go watch it because it's pretty funny. Look, uh, it's spring training, so I don't care. But that was yeah. funny. If it was a regular season game, 
people would be livid right now. But if Rob Thompson would have went out there with three baseball bats, started chasing the home plate umpire probably. That man's <laughs> even keeled. Like you could, you can even if you watch the video, you can see JT saying, "I thought you were gonna throw ball, the ball back to the pitcher, so I put my glove down." I mean, what do you say as an ump if if that if you if that happens? Like you're like, "Oh Duh, my God. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, it's too late. I can't unthrow you out." You know, it's like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was it was interesting. Does he lose pay for that? He should. No, just JT. Oh no, I mean I don't. If you get thrown out, no, nah, you don't you always pay for that. Especially in spring training. Yeah, like I was about to say, if you just cost him like 50k, like yeah. what? I don't think you. I don't think you get thrown unless the MLB finds you. But if you get, if it's just like a regular throwout, I don't think I don't think you lose pay. So. Oh boy. Well, that that was funny since it was spring training. But yes, if that were regular season, yeah. uh, I could see much much <laughs> worse reactions. Uh, going forward, the Sixers, look, okay, you, I, and again, I'm stuttering because I don't want to have the wrong take here, but if you had an idea that his calf was acting up, why was he playing in Phoenix, too? If, if you say, okay, well, we'll go with the three if everyone's healthy – and that's really the reason why, why not just rest him then bring yeah, him back I, when we're home and that's fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I just think that he thought he was able to go and he wasn't. And I think, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's tough. And plus Harden's out, you know, it, you know, you're coming down to the stretch here. Um, you know, you're still, still in the three seed. I don't know. I just think he probably thought he was ready and wasn't. Uh, and now the team, you know, obviously is being more careful because obviously you want those guys healthy for, you know, the playoffs, which is quickly approaching. Um, so, you know, they, they got to be ready for for when the playoffs come. And if there's any sort of doubt now, you got to you got to rest them. Great. Look, I, I hope that he is rested. I care more about the playoffs than anything else. But just hearing everybody brag on Embiid for whatever reason or another, first off, if the team tells him he's not going, he's not going. Yeah. I don't see how that – what is he going to do, override them and then hurt his – if with a calf injury, if you strained your calf, I've seen crazier things happen. Yeah. You can't risk you can't risk a bigger injury than he already has. So, but, all right. Oh, in the World Baseball Classic, uh, Japan took the title. Epic yeah. showdown at the end with Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. And I wanted to talk at the end of the podcast a little bit about who the actual biggest name in baseball is, as well. Okay. So, at this point, I got nothing left. What do you say, Chipay? Cue the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience.
in the huddle and talk some draft birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. All right. So I have a hypothetical for you. And I want you to hear me out before you call me a lunatic and tell me to shut my mouth, okay? You're a lunatic, shut your mouth. All right. You have to give me the opportunity before you call me the lunatic. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, good. Yeah, sorry, that's fine. So, historically, if you draft solely for position and need, it might not, it's most likely or not, not the best draft pick you can make there. Mm -hmm. So, at 10, right, let's say the Eagles do take B. John Robinson. Would you be pissed off? No. Hypothetically. Hypothetically speaking, of course. No. Will they? Probably not. But if they did. Right. If they did, I would not be pissed off. No. I would be very surprised. Um, but listen, he is arguably a top five player in this draft. If not, definitely top ten. And we have we hold the tenth pick. So, uh, you know, value-wise – it, it makes sense, but it's just not, again, it's not Howie's MO and you know, he, he, he's made it known that he likes to draft draft through the trenches, you know, offense, defensive line. Um, you know, we lost a bunch of guys on the offense and defense. Well, we lost Samalo on the offensive line. We lost Hargrave on the defensive line. Um, you know, you know, we we brought back Fletcher Cox on a one-year deal, so he's, you know, at this point, he's a rental. Brandon Graham, yeah, again, on a one-year deal, getting up there. So, you, you know, you need to look to the future here. Um, and with what this draft is, uh, you know, especially on the edge, I think this year's class spent on the edge is, is pretty pretty deep. Um. I just think he he is going to find it's going to be hard for him to pass up on some of these guys and take a running back. I hear you. But again, you'd have a running back of that caliber locked up for five years on a cheap deal. I Listen, I don't get me wrong. I, I, I wouldn't be opposed. I, I Again, it's just. It, it makes sense. It does. And when you think about it like that, yeah. But again, I just think with how, how he does his business, it's just, it's, I don't think it's going to happen. So where do you think that the Eagles will end up going? N- not hypothetically speaking, where would you like to see them go? But where do you think that they will end up going? Well, if they stay put at 10, uh, you know, there's a couple guys that, could be there, um, you know. The big one is Jalen Carter. There, you know, there's talks of him possibly falling due to off the field issues. Um, if he's there, I think there's no question you have to take him. Um, he is a top five, without question, talent in this draft. Um, so if he's there at ten, if he's somehow there at ten, you have to take him. If not, Eagles might move down. You know, they might they might see the value down the board a little bit, and maybe they'll get maybe they can get some extra value in the mid rounds. Cause they don't really have many picks um, after the third, they don't have a fourth, fifth or sixth and they have two sevens. So maybe they'll look for some mid round picks, maybe move down a little bit, see, see how the board falls. Um, but if you stick at 10, there's some guys there. Um, there's not many 
guys on the interior of the defensive line. It's more so the edge is where it's stronger. Um, you know, yeah, guys like I was hearing guys like Lucas Van Ness a yeah. lot lately. Yeah, Lucas Van Ness is definitely one of them. Miles Murphy, another one out of Clemson. Um, you know, those are probably the two guys at ten if you were to take one, and then maybe. You know, if you don't take one at 10, maybe at 30, you know, guys like – and Nolan, Nolan Smith is another one at 10. He shot the board because of his combine workout. Um, but at 30, I mean, there's still – you know, if you are if you don't take one at 10 and you, you wait till 30, there are still some pretty decent guys out there. Uh, I like uh, Felix Anudike Uzama out of Northwestern. Um, he's an, he's one that, that I think could – um, sneak into the first round. Uh, on the interior, Mozzie Smith out of Michigan, the defensive tackle. Maybe you could look to take him at 30. He's he's kind of been um, getting some first-round buzz as well. So there's options there for Howie. And, uh, again, I, I just think the strength of this class is corner and edge for me are the two top uh, p- positions in terms of how deep they are in this year's draft. So just the fact – with Brandon Graham kind of later in his career, you're if I'm interpreting what you're saying correctly, you think that they're going to go edge? If I had to guess, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I'd be fine with that, too. I, I just think that, like you said, if this is such a deep class and the talent is there, I think that the Eagles should pick talent over yeah. anything at this point. No, no doubt. Yeah. And they still have a solid team, so that's – that's just a liberty that they have having a solid team already. Yeah. Like you said earlier, you know, if, if you just drafted purely on need, then that's not, it's in, you know, we've seen in today's NFL that that's not really how you build a team. You build a team with what, you know, juggernauts, what, you build a team of juggernauts, you build a you team win. around what your strength is. And for this team, it's, it's up front. And we've seen that the last couple of years and, you know, how he loves to add depth, he, lo- he loves to add, 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 you know, to the offensive defensive line. And we've seen that be successful. So I think he's going to continue that, um, that strategy. And, and we'll probably see, um, you know, some, some bigger dudes get called for the Eagles. And I wouldn't be shocked if we see a trade down from 10 either. Yeah. Uh, if there is, I don't think there will be, but if there's a quarterback available and a team needs one or wants yeah. one, yeah, I don't see why we wouldn't trade down. Again, just with the lack of picks in this year's draft and the capital that they will have next year, I wouldn't be surprised if we could see a couple of big moves as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they have a bunch of comp uh, comp picks coming in next year, so um, you definitely see you definitely could see a move or two by Howie in this year's draft. Did you just say a couple of comp picks? Uh, and by a couple, I mean a crap ton. Yeah, I mean. I think it was 12. I saw nine, but there might be more. Let me, let me but Google nine that is still insane. It might be Eagles compensatory pick update. Let's see what that is. I know they had a bunch in the sixth round. They had one in the third, a few in the fifth, a bunch in the sixth, and then like one or two in the seventh. I think they are at. Between seven and nine is what I'm interpreting. Yeah. So I, I saw a picture too. I can't remember where I saw it, but it was on Twitter God. probably somewhere. Yeah, but they got a lot. They got a lot coming in next year. So they definitely have some ammo next year, but they, they could look to get some some back this year. So my goodness gracious, can you imagine? Yeah, it's gonna be wild. 
so many picks. What are they going to do with all of them? Trade them. Pick players. You know what? Here's what they do. They take a running back with each one. Uh, Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Damn, it was an idea. They're going to take a center with every single one. Great call. Because they love taking centers to back up Jason Kelsey for when he inevitably retires, and then he's never going to retire. Jason Kelsey's going to be like 65 when he actually does retire. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. Uh, so I was listening to uh, New Heights. Uh-huh. Uh, this was early on before the Super Bowl and all. Uh, they were talking about uh, how he might retire, and Travis was like, no, he's he's not retiring. He's like, <laughs> I, I, I might, I might. He's like, I, I could tell you right now, no matter what he says, he is not retiring. Yeah, I like so, it. <laughs> personally, I think he has a year or two left, but... You never know. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's still playing at a really high level. Uh, obviously, he was an all-pro last year, so it, it, I think as long as he does that still, I think he'll still play. Uh, but if you see some drop-off, then I think he might he might hang him up. Every player gets to that point where they just can't keep up anymore, and it's nothing against them. It's just, you know, you age out. It's part of growing up. Yeah. And we call these guys old, and they're like 36. They're not old. No. <laughs> they're not old. <laughs> Like, what an old man. Dude, he's 38. Oh. Pushing 40, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's I move mean, to, on and talk. Uh, to a 10-year-old, yeah, that's old, but. Yeah. I, I don't really not have anything for else a 7-year-old. For the, no. I don't have anything to add for the birds, though. Uh, you got anything else you want to say before we break the huddle here? No, we got one month to the draft. I'm excited. And uh, one of these next episodes, I'll, I'll have my. My mock coming at you, so look forward to that. Usually we do a mock, and by we do, I mean Chip studies the books and does a mock, and I just listen to what he says because I don't have anywhere near the college football knowledge he does. So the next three weeks after this, better hit the books, buddy. I'm already on it, I'm already on it, brother. Okay. Better not be lying to me. I look I look forward to the draft probably an unhealthy amount. Um but hey, I love it. So When the Eagles what year did the Eagles draft Jalen Hurts? Was that 2020? 2020. Yeah, we were in lockdown. I remember everything, almost everything about that draft. I remember where I was. I remember who I was talking to, you. Yeah, um we know we, we were Skyping. We were Skyping. I had my phone up on this rig connected to a battery where it was charging. And I kept looking uh, at you because your volume was absurdly loud. <laughs> and, yeah, we sat and watched the the whole first and second and third rounds. Uh, first round didn't really go quite to plan, obviously, but we're not going to talk about that. And then second round, uh, I was also livid at the time, but it worked out, so – I don't even think I, – I wasn't livid. I was just, like, more confused than anything. I was everything. I was confused, I just angry. remember saying, what? Yeah, I was – I was. The crazy part was earlier in the first round, I was just like, man, I hope Jalen Hurts goes to a team that actually does good because, like, he's been through so much in college. I hope he has a good career. I, I for, Honestly, I forgot <laughs> he was, like – a prospect because I because like everyone was talking about, you know, 
Joe Burrow and and Justin Herbert and Tua and you know like even Jordan Love went in the first round and you know he was kind of the forgotten guy in my opinion that year and um you know he's turned out to be obviously the Lord a, and Savior a really good player so I was wrong I will I will uh happily admit that I was extremely wrong and I love Jalen Hurts oh yeah but the first year that he played and just made terrible mistakes. I ripped on him weekly. So oh, I yeah. will straight up admit to that. Yeah, that was, uh, but again, but we, you know, we, that. we ripped on him. Sure. But we told, you know, we, we, we kind of knew as fans what he needed to work on and he did. And he came out this last, this last year and, and showed us what he could be. And, you know, and, and even in my opinion, he still has more to, honestly, he could, he, he, he has still has more potential. And I think he knows that, and I think he's putting the work in. And, um, you know, you can't question the guy's work ethic and his confidence and um, just his personality. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's it fits this city so perfectly. You know, you couldn't you couldn't have written it better. There is one thing about this city. If you can take the heat. And you don't care Well, you care, but you don't display that it's getting to you, you've won. And then perform like that. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah. I can say for sure that he's won. You you, you got the crown, buddy. You, yeah. you won. Yeah. Take the key, brother. Yep. Well, let's move on from the birds. I'm amped for the draft. I'm amped for football season to start back up because I enjoy fantasy football a lot. Also, I enjoy that probably an unhealthy amount. But again, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, well, it's bad. let's talk the Sixers drama. Let's break the huddle. Oh, so, we're on the downswing right now. We're yeah, on the, we're on the, yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know. It, it's been rough these last I couple. I think Harden being out has something to do with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hurt his Achilles. Uh, thankfully, it, it wasn't serious. Um. He should be back next game, I think, from what I've heard. Embiid, was, I think, was trying to play through the pain and kind of, you know, thought he was able to go and wasn't. Um, and, you know, we, we've lost three in a row now. Um, two good teams, but still, you know, it, it's it's when it's coming down the stretch like this, you know, it's tough to lose three in a row. Um, I kind of seven games left. Yeah. I mean, I cut, listen, I said last week, I kind of figured that the the Sixers were not going to get the one or two seed. Now it's probably official at this point. It's not, but it basically is. Um, so, you know, I think they, they are most likely going to stick with that third seed, um, which is fine. But again, it's, it, it ensures that these, these top two teams in the Eastern conference, if you win the first round, you're going to have to play one of them. So, Again, but what, what I said last week, if the Sixers are healthy and they play as a team, and we've seen that, they can beat they can beat the Bucks and the Celtics. But they, it's just they haven't put it together for that long, you know, for a seven game series. We haven't seen it, so it remains to be seen if if we can go out there and beat one of those two teams. So, moral of the story is let's just get excited for the playoffs. In a season that more or less was 
pretty much washed out by the Phillies World Series run and the Eagles just killing it this year and making it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. That's yeah, it's crazy to think about, but it really has. And now, you know, already before the season's even ended, the Phillies are already back. So um definitely kind of been a quiet season for the Sixers in terms of uh you know you know, like uh, being involved, I guess, for, for us as fans, at least. Um, but, hey, they're still right there. They're still the number three seed in the Eastern Conference. They're still one of the best teams in the NBA. And, uh, you know, the, the playoffs are right around the corner. And, you know, anything could happen. You know, we, I mean, we saw it with the Phillies. You know, nobody expected the Phillies to make the run that they did, and and, and they did. So you can't, you can't predict these type of things, and anything could happen, but – if uh, if Sixers aren't healthy, then it's going to be tough. Oh, yeah. Well. Also, shout out Tyrese Maxey. He's been balling. I love Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know whose idea it was to bench that guy, but they should be fired. Probably Doc. Probably Doc. But yeah, so he's been balling, but that's it. I mean, nobody else has. Paul Reed had 16 points in 17 minutes last night, which is pretty cool, but they still lost, so. I love losing. Mm. I'm serious. I don't believe you, friend. Okay, first off, I have to get myself prepared. That's true. I love losing, too. Okay. If I'm not mentally ready for it. I love getting you know, swept in the second round. Love it. Absolutely love it. It's my yep. favorite thing in the world. Yep. It's totally not going to happen in devastating fashion, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to love when James Harden leaves for Houston. I don't really care. And I'm going to love when Joel Embiid doesn't win the MVP again. Yep. And people are like, they don't care. I care, man. All right? He's my guy, and I want him to win. He deserves it. Jokic got two. F him. It's Embiid's turn, okay? And, you know, most valuable player <laughs> goes goes to a, a person who, if, if the Sixers didn't have Embiid all year long, look at where they'd be. They'd be 500 at best. If that. At best, they'd be a 500 team. So, I just don't want to hear about advanced statistics like Vorp or Raptor <laughs> or yeah, LeBron I'm so, anymore. I'm so tired of it, man. I really am. Like, just... But, like, is just Vorp better? Like, dude, I don't you, know what you you're telling You Googled what that means five minutes ago, all right? God, just man. because advanced statistics exist doesn't mean that they all tell a picture. They don't matter. You know, well, I, mean, I think some of them do, but it, going into baseball, and I hate to detract from basketball, but it's one of those advanced metrics that I hate is launch angle because there are just so many more strikeouts. I want to see people hit the baseball. Listen, if you're a good hitter, you don't care about launch angle. If you make enough contact with a ball, it's going to go eventually. Right. Just hit the ball. But going back to basketball, that is exactly what I'm talking about. You can detract from the essence of the game by going into these crazy 
super nerdy corners of basketball. And the next thing I want to say is half of these writers have vendettas to begin with. So why are they allowed to vote? And this isn't just for Embiid. But Giannis is arguably much better than Jokic this year. So the fact that Jokic is at the top again and Giannis isn't is kind of pissing me off. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the infatuation is with Jokic. Again, it's probably just the advanced stats, but like people like advanced stats were invented and people are like, this is it. This, this means everything now. Let's forget about everything else and only look at advanced stats. Vorp. Raptor. I don't LeBron. even know what these mean. And I'm not what, talking about What does Raptor mean? A Raptor is a, is a dinosaur. You know, let's let's Google it. Raptor. What is basketball Vorp? stat? What does it stand for? I'm, uh, Tell me what do, it stands for. Did you do Raptor? I'm going to do Vorp. Okay. What is Vorp in basketball? Vorp is value over replacement player. So is that war? I guess it's like war for baseball. A box score estimate of the points per 100 team possessions that a player contributed above a replacement level, which is negative 0.2, or I'm sorry, negative 2.0, translated to an average team and prorated to an 82-game season. So it's war. Well, yeah, wins above replacement, value over replacement player, yeah. So it's war. Let, let, let's see what it is. Introducing Raptor. I couldn't even tell you. I'm still trying to figure it out. What is... Robust algorithm player tracking on-off ratings. Measures the number of points a player contributes to a team offense and defense per 100 possessions relative to a league average player. Hmm. So this is... This is kind of like war two. <laughs> These are the oh, a Carmelo player projection system. Oh, I gotta learn about that. So Raptors points, a box score estimate of the points per one hundred team. Dude, Vorp and Raptor are the same thing. Am I wrong? I, I don't care anymore. Vorp, a box score estimate of the points per 100 team possessions. Okay, so Vorp is 100 per 100 team possessions. So is Raptor. Oh, Raptor is offense and defense. Is Vorp just offense? No, I guess possessions. It's the exact same thing. Four, a box score estimate of the points per 100 team possessions that a player contributed above a replacement level player translated to an average team and prorated to an oh so vorp is over 82 an 82 game season i guess oh okay so here goes why uh nikola Jokic is going to win again um raptor war he's yeah at war yeah 20.5 total raptor he's at like plus 14 Offensive Raptor, he's at like plus 10. And defensive Raptor, he's slightly higher than Joel Embiid at plus like 3.5 or 4. 
What is the difference? I don't care anymore. This is so dumb. Four and Raptor. I, if you can hear him aggressively typing, that's how angry it is. Yeah. So I Googled what the difference between uh, Vorp. Oh, I said Corp. Hold on. Corp. Yes. No, Vorp. Come on. Oh my gosh, hold on. My typing is terrible. Learn how to English, bro. I need this. There's no, there's nothing. Yeah. And that is what the casual fan knows about Vorp and Raptor. It's a new segment we call Advanced Statistics That No One Actually Knows About. I'm gonna Google. I wonder how many. I wonder how many writers actually know the full meaning. Suck. Why does the NBA suck to watch relative to college basketball? <laughs> <laughs> is that the first thing that pops up? Yeah. All right. Does the NBA suck, or is it just me? That's Bleacher Report. Shut up, Bleacher Report. Yeah, I mean, there's no defense, but yeah. All right. I'm done. That was a rant. Anywho. Moving on. Joel Embiid, most valuable player, should be. Probably get robbed again. Yeah, he will. (laughs) And the Sixers need to at least finish out strong. Moral of the story here. Then, moving on from that, are you ready? We have to talk Phillies. Reese Hoskins injury. I was about to say we're back, but then you made me sad. Reese Hoskins injury. Yeah. Sucks. Dude, and it was like... How do it you, was, I mean, such a silly play. How do you tear your ACL on a pop-up to mid to the... the well, the, it was a grounder, but yeah. It, no, was it? Yeah. He was going was back a on a grounder that took a weird hop, and then his leg just gave out. No, it was definitely a pop-up. Uh, you know, I put money that it was a grounder. I'm good on it. It was a grounder. It was like a really choppy grounder that bounced high at the end. And Reese Hoskins injury. Bang. Video. Let's uh-huh. see. That's not a video. Yeah. Uh, videos. Here we go. LB.com. Yeah, I'll take a Wawa milkshake. Thank you. No free ads. Uh, all right, it was ground out. I'm not giving you anything. Um, okay. So, yeah, it sucks. Uh, I'm sad now. Well, look, man, it's it's all right. Is it? Kinda. Not really. I'm lying. But You're a dirty liar. Oh man. Uh, yeah, I, I, it sucks. I mean, there's nothing else to say about it. It friggin' blows. Uh, sucks for him. Sucks for the Phillies. You know, 
like I said earlier, you know, the the, the bat is obviously going to be missed. It's, you know, it's a big loss. It really is. I mean, 30 homers, um, it's tough. It's going to be tough. But, you know, it, I think especially that, that just his voice in the locker room and his presence there is, is going to definitely uh, play a role as well. Um, and then for him, you know, again, we, you know, we mentioned it being a contract year for him and, uh, you know, it, it, it sucks, you know, cause, cause, you know, you look obviously as on a contract year, you look to, you know, have, have a great year to, to try and get paid in the off season. And now he doesn't have the opportunity to do that. And, um, you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, next year or so it sucks. It really does. And, and, uh, it's going to be tough to replace him, but I, you know, I like, I like what we have. Uh, you know, I like Derek Hall um, to come in and, and hopefully uh, kind of take some pressure off with it, with obviously him not being there. And, um, you know, you, you can move some guys around here and there. You can move Alec Bohm to first base or, you know, you can play JT at first base. Uh, he has experience there as well. Um, so you got options. You, you really do. And, and, you know, that frees up, uh, Freeze up Schwarber or Castellanos to maybe get a get a day in the DH role and then have somebody play in the outfield for him or, um, you know. So it, it's it sucks obviously, but you know it's it's uh, I still like what what we have and and uh, I still like the the potential for this year. Do you think that there is a move that they're going to make or I mean personally, if they rotate Sosa and Hall out, yeah. Bone could see a little bit of time at first base as well. I think they'll be fine, but do you think that they'll make a move? I don't. Uh, again, unless you know, I mean, they'll, they'll you know, not not until probably the deadline, um, they'll make a move. But again, right now, probably not. You know, I think they like what they got. Obviously, again, with Hall and and Boom and Sosa and can play third for Boom and you know they, they got they brought in Josh Harrison who can who can play a bunch bunch of different spots as well. Um, I know they, I know Jake Cave had a really good spring. So maybe when when Schwarber, Castellanos, DH, you can put him in left or right. Uh, Dalton, Gruth, Dalton Guthrie is on the roster as well, so you can put him in left or right. Um, so they, they they have options, they really do, and it's going to be uh, key for guys, especially like Derek Hall, to to come up and and uh, you know have some have some big at bats. And he's going to be right in the middle of the lineup too. I think they're batting him fourth. So look, uh, give him the big at bats and see if he can succeed. That's that's about it. Yeah, I like his potential. I do. So he, he he played well last year in the limited time that he did when Harper was out, and um, he's had a nice spring as well. So I, I, I like his potential. So moving on from the Phillies, uh, obviously opening day is coming up, so we'll have much more to talk about next week. But I want to talk – seeing the World Baseball Classic and seeing just how big baseball is in different countries and different – hometowns and different backgrounds who is the biggest face in the MLB right now and I wanted to talk about a report that I saw uh, forgive me for not citing it I I just saw it scrolling through the internet today on my lunch break Mm -hmm. but Shohei Otani has 40 million dollars in endorsement deals Mike Trout has 4 million Mike Trout was the generational talent, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Shohei Otani isn't because he obviously is. But 
if that's all that Mike Trout's pulling in and he's supposed to be the epitome of what a baseball player is, what are the people actually looking at? Shohei Otani's electric. That's what they're looking at. Well, they want to think- see something unique, something awesome. And, and you know what? Japan, got to give it to them. They love baseball, and they showed it. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. You know, it's 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 something different. You know, Shohei Otani, what he's done, we haven't seen for a hundred years. You know, he, he he won the MVP last year. I guess two years ago at this point now. <clears throat> but I just think, I mean, he is the face of the MLB right now. Shohei Otani is. And I just think, like you said, Japan is such a passionate country when it when it comes to baseball. He's he's probably getting a bunch of money from Japan for those for the for sponsorships. I, I mean, he's getting some from America as well. So you know, it's it's Mike, Mike Trout doesn't get anything from Japan. Shohei Otani does, and he's a pitcher, and he's a darn good one. So I just think darn good hitter too. Yeah, and a, yeah, and a great hitter. So I just think you're seeing a guy from Japan, so not from you know the typical baseball. Like you, when you think of baseball, you think America, and then you know, I mean America, not not the top one, but like America's in there, and then uh, you know like Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Mexico, Puerto Rico. Like you think of those countries when it comes to baseball. For the most part, you don't think of Japan, and that, and now with Otani and some other guys coming in, you start to put Japan in that in that mold and and in that group of, in that discussion of baseball countries. I personally, they've always been there as a baseball country, but I think with the but they haven't had a guy, you know what I mean? Like they haven't like had the this. guy. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, too, social media is helping too. No, you see no some of these young guys. Excuse me, you see some of these young guys coming up. A couple of their pitchers are studs. Yeah, he's like nine. There's one that's like 19, right? Uh, had a kid come up, a 20 year old kid throwing 101 miles an hour. And yeah. I, when you talk about movement on a fastball, holy hell! Yeah, I mean, well, social media has played a huge part in, you know. In, hel- in helping these guys, but there, there's there's good players in Japan, man. There really is, and uh, you know, I, I just think they they haven't had the guy, and now they do. You know, they 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 have a guy who is the best player in baseball right now, and he's doing it on both sides. You know, he's doing it at the plate, he's doing it on the mound. Again, you haven't seen this in. Almost a hundred years, like in in a hundred years, just guys don't do it anymore. And you're seeing him do both things at the highest of level. It's uh, you know, you can't argue that he right now is the face of MLB. So moving forward, do you think that the face of the MLB, and you know, I'm you know, I'm just gonna say, I think the face of the MLB should be someone who is globally recognized. I think baseball. People don't realize, especially in America, because we have American football. We we have 
basketball. Uh, to a niche market, we have hockey. The face of baseball should be a face recognized throughout the, throughout the globe. Yeah. When you look at baseball countries, like you said, all of those baseball countries probably know who Shohei Itani is. Yeah. If there is someone who can unite people under one sport, which baseball needs desperately, and they need to know how to market better because the fact that Mike Trout is only at $4 million, and maybe that's his personal preference. He seems like a quieter guy. I don't know what to say there, but that might be why. But he should be out there much more. I've seen more Mike Trout at Eagles games than I have on commercials. Yeah. So what does that say? The most electric player in the game should be the face of the game. And right now that is Shohei Otani. No question. I also don't think people realize how big baseball is globally. It's not in every single country, obviously, but when you look at the World Baseball Classic and you see how important it is to the home fans in different countries, it's wild. It's awesome. I I wish baseball games were like that every single time. Yeah. It's for for a country's pride. You know, it's for it's for a, you know, when Japan won, it was for the whole country. And uh, they deserved it. So they they were the, they were the best team. Uh, they won. And Lars <laughs> Newtbar, congrats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Lars Newtbar is going to pick up a couple of Japanese advertisement deals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, yeah, they deserved it, man. They they had uh they had the best team. Um. You know, and, and not even just like Otani, but other guys came up clutch. And like you said, the pitching was great. And um, it was they, they have a really good team. And Japan is definitely on the on the upswing right now in terms of baseball and uh, in terms of developing talent uh, that have that have reached that have reached MLB. So you're definitely going to see more, you know, Japanese born players in the MLB and uh, they deserve it. I think that. Again, my whole point here was that it should be a global effort to grow the game, not just an American effort to grow the game. You know, I know it's MLB originated in America, but the the game of baseball itself has grown much further beyond that. It's no longer just America's pastime. It's a pastime in many countries, and it has a following that's more massive than the MLB has tapped into, frankly. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at the NFL going into London, you know, at first it was kind of like, well, why the hell are they doing that? But then you see, oh, you know, there's a lot of people at those games. People travel from the States and people over in Europe just want to go see games. If you have if you have the opportunity to have international series as well, I think that's awesome. I think that's stuff that grows the game. And I think that things like the World Baseball Classic are great. I wouldn't mind seeing a couple exhibition games here and there right before spring training starts. Mm-hmm. It's again, baseball needs to get on the ball, tap the markets that have the demand and stop just focusing 
on America. As much as America is important, the market's huge. I'm not sitting here. I'm not naive enough to say, oh, you don't have to market there because you do have to make sure that the youth are playing baseball. And frankly, that need that's important too. But there's much more than just America. And I don't think people realize that. Especially well the casual MLB fan. Yeah, well said. That's it. Good agree that's, more. My, that's my epilogue on the World Baseball Classic. Congrats to Japan. Omerito. And uh, weird flex. You're a toolkit. Yeah, thanks. So now. Mm. Yeah. He studied in Japan, okay? I mean, I didn't even say that. I did just congratulations. Thanks. He can speak Japan, it. is what I'm getting at. Or I can, can speak, speak I can speak Japan, yes. Yes, correct. Uh, yeah, correct Amundo. Yeah, whatever. You know what I mean. He can speak Japanese. Uh, not, I can't speak about the geopolitical nature of Uruguay, but you need me to help you get to a train, I could probably help you. Okay, I mean, what, what did, what did Uruguay have to do with anything? I don't know, just a fun country to say. Shout out Uruguay. Shout out. Shout out. You have any other countries you want to shout out? Uh, shout out the United Arab Emirates. Why? Why not? I don't know. I just thought that was an odd. Is it just because it had United in it? No. Shout out the United Kingdom. Shout out uh, Kazakhstan. Mm. Yeah. Shout out Poland. Mm. I like that one. Yeah. Shout out uh, Saudi Arabia. Why? Why not? Dude, you love live golf, dude. What? We've reached our destination for the day. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Philly Podcast. Go to phlsportsnation.com for if anyone loves golf, it's you. Desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL bandwagon. You can find I mean, us on Spotify there. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are available. We're most likely there. If not, shoot us an email at phlthebandwagon at gmail.com. Or shoot us a DM on Twitter where our DMs are open. On Twitter, we share weekly polls and posts, uh, so we would really like to hear some engagement. You can follow us at the PHL Bandwagon. You can also follow me at PHL Ryan Michaels. You can follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. Go to our Facebook page where we also share our episodes. We don't share our polls there because the polling system is hot garbage. Shout out Luxembourg. Instagram. Maybe. You never know. YouTube, we are working on it. There's yeah, something weird going YouTube's on. being really annoying, and uh, it's we're, not we're letting us in, that, even though yeah. we're, we're putting in the right information, and yeah. it's like, no. So yeah. maybe. Uh, I could definitely guarantee you we will not be using TikTok, though, and that is 100% certainty. Shout out to the Philippines. Yes. And mostly go to the wag shop get our merch get a hoodie get a t-shirt get a hat anything that you rock to support us we appreciate you if we see you at a tailgate at the game anything wearing a tbw merchandise or wearing philly sports nation merch 
we would definitely stop by and say hi. We really appreciate any support that you guys give us and any shout out can. Chile. Okay. Shout out the only continent country, Australia. Uh, True. Shout yeah. out New Zealand. What happened? Shout out New Zealand. Yeah. I feel like everyone overlooks New Zealand. No, New Zealand's there. It's just Australia's the continent and the country. Right, but New Zealand is also there. Yeah, I know. Just chilling. Killing. Like a villain. But it's not, not a penicillin. I'm, I'm allergic to that. It's not a villain, though, because shout out New Zealand. Okay. I've been there. It's nice. We've reached your destination. We'll see you at the next stop. Go Birds. Go Sixers. Go Phils. Flyers, I don't want to say anything to you until you get rid of the Boys Club. And I know everyone's like, oh, you're going to get rid of the Boys Club? Well, you're just going to hire more of the Boys Club. And they're going to bring in other, other old Flyers. Just, like, just get rid of everybody, okay? Fire the world. Fire everyone. Shout out the Falkland Islands. <sighs> All right, we're done. Okay.